0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Merry New Year! Ha, 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 ha. Dr. Dr. Hockey. Welcome to the Dr. Hockey Podcast. Dr. Jay Calvert, it is New Year's Day. Happy New Year, Jason. How are you doing? I'm good. Happy New Year to you, too. This is uh, you know an auspicious uh, 2020. Uh, New decade, new year, the whole deal.
1: Well, it's uh, just another change in the calendar. I mean, I I still don't understand the whole allure of celebrating New Year. I mean, every day is the same. I I just don't get it, but that's fine. Neither do I. I. (laughs) It's just funny how there's certain restaurants that you can go to dinner, 50, 60 bucks, and then suddenly on that one night, it's now $5,000 for the same exact food that you're going to get tonight or the night before. It's just not worth it. No, it's not. So...
0: I hear you though, but I like the idea of renewal, and I like the idea of recommitment, so if there's got to be a, a time marker for it, might as well be today,
1: yeah, okay, fine
0: I find it, re- although
1: this is, this, is, this is the uh, this is the time to invest in health clubs because by march first <laughs> that 's when you want to sell those shares because everybody's back to the normal self of not going to the gym
0: <laughs> absolutely. I mean, like it is unbelievable how difficult it is for me to get an orange theory. It is packed. Because yeah. I, I went on the app and it's just they're full because everybody's got this, you know, new, you know, January is obviously everybody's oh, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to do this, blah, blah, blah. But they, you know, seldom do it's seldom, yeah. you know, turns into a real habit, but it's good for the health clubs. And I agree with you buy stock and sell by March.
1: I got a bone. I got a bone to pick with the NHL about something. What's that? I'm going to start off real quick on this. The all-star game. Yes. So. Okay, Ovechkin says he's not going to play. Doesn't want to get hurt or whatever the reason is. Doesn't want to play. Now, typically uh, players have been fined or whatever else for not going, or if they're injured, obviously they're not expected to play. But I think it should be an optional thing. Personally, I think the All-Star game is a waste of time. Uh, I know uh, Dylan Larkin wasn't too thrilled about going, didn't want to go, and I think uh, Tyler Bertuzzi is going, I believe. But, you know, people were chastising Larkin, and I'm sorry, these guys – He even said outright, he was honest, he said, I prefer the the couple days off. And I I think that they just, number one, the the allure of the game in years past may have been the fact that, okay, it was, you know, you'd see Gretzky and some of these other guys playing on the same line together and everything, and it was fun, whatever. Uh, The the skills competition is decent to watch to some degree. Uh, but for the most part, these guys just want a couple days off. And I think it should be an optional thing if you get voted in. And if you say, I'm going to politely uh, decline, I don't think you should be penalized or it should be a problem.
0: Well, the, I, I hear you, but the NHL is an entertainment sport. So I'm going to play the side of the NHL saying we need to showcase our big players there's a lot of players that don't get a lot of camera time, and it's an opportunity to pump up the NHL and generate hockey fans by, you know, sort of this showcase of talent. It's not. Oh, a but, game, wait,
1: wait, wait, but I'm going to stop you right there, then. Here's my here's my counterpoint to that. Do you honestly think that someone who is out there, they're not sure if they want to watch hockey or not, is suddenly going to be lured in by the All-Star game? as opposed to the other hundreds of games that are going on during the regular season. Like, in other words, it's 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 not... If it was an interesting, fun thing to do, and they made it really creative... I mean, they tried doing that with different captains and then picking their teams and all that stuff, whatever. But by and large, the same audience is watching the NHL All-Star Game that watches the NHL games in the regular season and is watching the Winter Classic. Because frankly... Again, I'm going to be Mr. You know, Party Pooper here. It was boring as hell this year. <laughs> totally. I'm sorry. They zoomed out from the Cotton Bowl. It, like, it looked drab and brown and just depressing when they pulled back. There was nothing festive or joyous about it in those scenes. It was two teams that, other than living in those cities, the general public, if they want to attract fans, couldn't care less about You don't have any marquee fan uh, players from a marquee team or a marquee market that is out there, and it's the same thing with the All Star Game. That's why I preface it with the All Star Game. It's the same thing. They're not marketing to the. They're marketing. They're they're preaching to the choir, basically.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. This this Winter Classic, which we should definitely talk about, was uh, you know two teams that you know I'm sure the people in Nashville and the people in Dallas cared about, and maybe that's enough for the NHL. But nobody in New York was you know. No, kind of cranking up the TV to see, you know.
1: You, you, oh, I wonder think, how they're doing. You think, you think Bruins or Flyers fans are saying, "Hey, I want to see how Jamie Ben's doing out there." Come on, no, it's not the case. You need um you need a player like a McDavid. I know they have the Heritage Classic in Canada, but they need to have marquee players, the Eichels, the McDavid's, uh, you know, um, the 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 Kucherovs. These these players from teams. Or even have them against the team. Have a Tampa Bay uh, Rangers. So you have Panarin out there. I, I, I'm just saying that. Yeah. Do no, something I, with I the really... marketing and have a, a have have the Canadians. Have Montreal, which is one of the greatest franchises in NHL history. Have Montreal play Boston. Have Boston play Toronto. See if Toronto can actually beat them in a national game. Uh, you know, you know what I mean? International game, if you will. I mean something that gives you know even if you want to have Toronto and Dallas fine but have a, have a have a, a team where the Canadian fans will get excited because I can almost guarantee you except for probably a few select fans majority of Canada did not watch the Winter Classic between Dallas and Nashville definitely not sorry I'm just that's just my opinion and then you can Say I'm wrong. I mean, Pronger can say I'm wrong later on, <laughs> whatever else. <laughs> and he will. You know, I, I, well, I'm sure he will. And I, when I see him at dinner, I'm sure he's going to probably uh, give me a couple of nuggies. But my point is is that he, they're marketing this to the choir, and that's not how you do it. And that's it. And it's just – it's it was – and I'm a hockey fan. You're a hockey fan. We know these players. I was bored watching it and watched only part of it. I probably – maybe within 15 minutes of Corey Perry, uh, you know, w- with the uh, elbow of death uh, in the f- three minutes into the first period, I was like, okay, well, sh- who cares? Yeah. So, No, I,
0: I get you, man. I mean, it, it's a... Uh, I, I, we, we came up with a bunch of... You know, when we were texting, we came up with a bunch yeah. of way better matchups. I'd love to see. And uh, uh, Christy Flannery uh, skating in stilettos, uh, for those of you who want to follow her blog, uh, she... Was like who next year? I think it's going to be Minnesota, right? Is that the uh,
1: the it's next? It's in Minnesota, which I, again, Minnesota and Michigan, these are some of you know, Wisconsin, these are some of the you know, the hockey meccas as far as college and 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 the minor teams is from the United States perspective. Boston's another one of the marquee of, the, of those cities like that, but Minnesota is a big market for that type of thing, and I have no problem with that. I mean, again, the wild aren't the the team that you really want to follow is they're, nope. they're kind of like blah. But if you, if you stick in the, 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 Leafs, you stick in there, the Canadians, you stick in there, the, 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 the Bruins, maybe, uh, Vancouver, you know, uh, maybe Vancouver. I mean, yeah, to some degree. I mean, you know, but again, it's, those are still too isolated smaller franchisers, smaller markets, if you will. Um, and I'm not a, an NHL rep by any means, and I'm not professing myself to be. I'm talking about from a fan's perspective. If they want to bring in fans, you've got to go to the big markets and have the big markets involved in this in this game, and that's it. Is Vegas don't a big market? That, well, Vegas, because of there's, you know, I would I would consider Vegas to be a bigger market now because of what they did in the last couple of years. They are. Uh, I mean, why why not? How about this then? Why not do it in Seattle? Totally. I mean, I mean, do it in Seattle. First year there, they have a new team that's going to be playing there. You get all the buzz and excitement you can for the city that's getting a new team, which I already have a lot of buzz. But you put the spotlight on Seattle. You get one of the original six franchises, Seattle and Boston. Nice. Coast to coast. There you go. Ah, there you go. I like that. And that's it. Yeah, that's sounds good. Who wants to the Minnesota Wild play anybody on anything other than if you're a Minnesota Wild fan? That's no right. offense, Minnesota, but it's true. Let's talk about the Winter
0: Classic game. So yes. I agree with you that the five minutes in, Corey Perry nails uh, – what's his name? Uh, who's that guy?
1: I don't even know these players on the Predators. I,
0: uh, well, I, I
1: turned the game off shortly after that, but I, I couldn't tell you. But, uh, yeah, it, Perry's reputation. I wouldn't call him a dirty player. Some would, I'm sure. Uh, he plays on the edge. Is that a better way of putting it, maybe? Yes,
0: he he does. Um, and I would say he's he's re- <laughs> reasonably dirty.
1: Okay. In a, in but, a, he's he's uh, he's dirty
0: light. How's that? Okay.
1: Yeah, okay. I'll, 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 I'll take that. But I, I, I truly think in this play and watching it, I, I truly don't believe he meant to put the elbow to the head. I think what he got, and I think Milbury actually even for the first time that I remember got something right where he said that I think that Perry got to the play just a bit late and missed his check and just – and and it did not target the head, but he ended up hitting the head, and that was it. Well, That's it. okay. It so was because look, look at Corey Perry's reaction afterwards. Threw his stick and his gloves down. He knew he was pissed. He knew what happened. He didn't intend to do that, and he knew he was pissed at himself. That that was my take on it, and that was before even Milbury even commented on it. I thought the same thing. So, first of
0: all, Ellis, Ellis is listed I think as five <clears> nine, <throat> but I've stood next to him, and he's <throat> got to be. No more than 5'7". He's okay, really, so he's not a big guy. And
1: Corey Perry is 6'4". Six, six, oh, he's 6'4"? Okay, yes. I thought he was 6'2". Okay. So his elbow for a normal player, if you say five 5'11", which I guess was the average height of a player in the NHL, was not meant to hit him in the head. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, the, who knows what's going on with the minds of these guys. It was rea- His reaction afterwards told me that I don't believe he meant to do that.
0: No, I'm sure he didn't, but the problem is there's a size mismatch there and when that little shot normally would hit a guy the, the average guy and the not not that Ellis is, you know, small or short or whatever. He's a, a tremendous defenseman, but the uh but Ellis is not tall. And so he took that elbow, you know, at the height of Corey Perry and and that was that was a problem. And, but the, the here's the the thing again, it's like Ellis was is out of the game. And so they had to give him the game major and the five minute penalty that, that was that. Cause again, it's based on the effect of the crime, not the, not the, the actual crime itself. If Ellis got up, shook it off and like skated over the bench, they would have given him a two minute, like roughing liner.
1: Well, I think the refs got together and said, listen, if we don't call this and do this uh, on the national televised game, they're going to have our heads. That's right. That, well, no so I, don't, I don't think it necessarily even had to do with the extent of the injury and the actual thing. They're trying to show the public that the NHL is the nicer, kinder, gentler NHL. And this is the last thing they would need to have let that go. And they, they just probably said, we, we got to call it. We got to make sure it's over over the top and that's it. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's wrong. I, I mean, it was, it was a bad hit to the head and he's out of the game. And we're trying to put those hits out of the game. But it's a rough, fast sport and things like that happen. And I think if they go back and look at the intent, I'm sure he'll probably get a da- game or two suspension is my guess. Maybe just yeah, just because it maybe. was on the national, you know, national, uh, you know, spotlight, but um, it's a situation where I don't think it was the intent was there, and we know we've seen plenty of games where the intent is clearly there, right?
0: And it, you so, know,
1: Corey Perry is, you know,
0: he's gonna he's gonna let you know he's out there, but he I don't know that he was trying to like knock the guy out of the game. But, no, um, no,
1: I don't think he was either. But here's it is thing what happens so. that
0: changed the game because then. Not only that, then uh, Como, I think, flipped, uh, got a yeah. uh, delay of game. So it was 5-on-3. Yep. They, scored, they scored two, two goals. goals. So yeah. they're, they're five, six, seven minutes into the game, and then Dallas is down by two. Yeah. So interestingly, for the rest of that period, and I think even into about five or six minutes of the second period, the Predators did not have a 5-on-5 five five shot on goal. So Dallas was controlling the game, but they were playing from a from a down position, and ultimately they pressured and pressured, and they were it was like a shooting gallery on Pecorino after a while, and then it just became they just started running away with it because finally the puck started going in. But I'll tell you that the Predators team to me looks like they're missing so many pieces. I, I that that's the team that's not making the playoffs this year. Well,
1: I think uh, you mean Nashville. Yeah. The Predators yeah. are not making the playoffs in I, my book. I, I, I you know what? That that's uh probably a reasonable assessment. I don't I don't know even if they happen to squeak in, I don't think they're gonna do much. I think their window closed two years ago. Yeah, they are missing huge pieces. Their their um, offense is surprisingly
0: discombobulated. They don't they don't look like they did three, four years ago. They don't and they have yeah. like the same guys are there, by the way. You know, Johansson's there and uh, Kyle Turris and they've got Yossi. and uh, yeah and Forsberg. I mean these are these were deadly guys and they're all just you know they they don't look like they're gelled together. Something something's different and I don't know what it is. You know maybe yeah. they got a little older. Maybe they're you know I, I who knows. It's the same coach right, Peter Laviolette He's been there the whole time. He took them to the well, Stanley Cup final and yeah. But, well that
1: was their chance.
0: That was their chance and uh, Pekarene is uh, his numbers are. Like, awful. I think his uh, goals against average is like 3.4. I mean, he's he's not had such a bad year in a while. It's, uh, it's it's interesting to see. The the Dallas Stars, I think, are pulling it together, and they've got some young players and some veteran players that are all, you know, clicking on, and they were just, I saw something with them that I think a lot of other teams could really learn from, that on the power play, and Radulov did this a bunch of times, they, when they get into the zone, it's one, two passes, and they take a shot. They do not sit there and try to you know make some kind of like crazy opening that you know very few teams can really do skillfully. They get into the zone, they push things around. Somebody moves into into you know either the high slot or from the from the wings, and they and they take a shot. And and Jamie Benn is right there with his big frame in front of the in front of the keeper and tries to dunk something in. It's a really good looking power play. I don't know where they stand in the NHL. We'll have to pull that up on the stats, but. I was yeah. pretty impressed. I think that's that's something that other teams could definitely take a lesson from.
1: I, I want to shift a little couple get a little gear here, and I want to ask you your opinion about what happened with Tortorella. Because he had a rant the other night. Did you see the rant that he, that I, he was going on about? I heard about it. I did not see it. So basically what happened was the, the Blue Jackets, and I'm bringing this up for a reason, because it's going to go back to something that I think that they needed to incorporate more. But basically what happened was the other night, the Blue Jackets were playing the Blackhawks, they were down by a goal and what happened was there, there was a a whistle blown and about a second had ticked off the clock. 1.1. I think it was second as they ticked off the clock and the refs uh, left it at 18.1 as opposed to 19.2. There was an issue where then the Columbus goalie got hurt. And then with almost no time left, Warinsky shot a, a, a puck at the net, went in, but then the refs blew it a no goal because they went back and looked and said that the time had expired. But had that one point one second been put on the clock like it should have been, it would have been a good goal. Got it. So Torella, I mean, in in, in, in his defense with his rant was one hundred percent spot on correct. The problem is the league frowns on when 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 players or coaches, you know, have to go in front of the press and rip the officials and everything else. But he wasn't just ripping the officials; he ripping was ripping t- Toronto itself and the head off, front office and everything else for 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 allowing this to happen. And he's absolutely right. With all this technology we have and all the talk about replays and this and that and the other thing, if you're going to have it all in there, the purpose is to get things right. Right. I mean, and if can... you're still going to get it wrong, yeah, if you're still going to get it wrong, what's the point of all this? And, and I. I at first, when I saw that he was, you know, it's a Tortorella ranting. I'm like, okay, what's he ranting about now? But when you go back and look and you watch the play, he's, he's actually r- r- absolutely correct. And this is completely inexcusable. They, they've got to fix this type of stuff. And if you have this technology, use it. Just don't say you have it and then don't use it when it's needed. Right. Now, you I know.
0: agree. If you have it, you might as well try and get it right. There's, there's no reason not to. And they, they don't take huge delays to check that stuff out. And that seems like a pretty straightforward kind of issue. Like yeah, the, yeah, here's when the clock stopped. You know,
1: just make it make it right. That's a
0: very very easy one to get right.
1: And obviously they're hurting now in goalie because Bobrovsky's gone. So they are. You know, Corpusalo was the, was their backup. I think it was last year. Now he's their starting goal. Now they're kind of down to not many, uh, not no one really in goal. My point of bringing this up is is that if you look at the, at, at, at the injury that happened with the head injury today, you know they're going to start doing that much more with those types of injuries. Looking at the at the player, what was happening, and they're gonna do, the, the game is the game. It's a very fast-paced game. It's there for a reason. And if you have this technology, use it for the right reason. If you're not going to use it, don't use it. Don't have it. Don't incorporate it. Agreed. Yeah, you know, Just let everybody call it on the ice and let it be. Use it for injuries. Use it for whatever you got to use it for to get the call right. Um, use it for the delay of game, for the puck going over. I think actually uh, Eddie Olchek was saying that he thought the, the puck uh, tipped the glass before it went over. So that would not have been a penalty.
0: Yeah, no, it definitely did. You could see because yeah. what happened is as it was going up, it had a very clear, unwobbly trajectory, trajectory yeah. and then all yeah. of a sudden it dings the glass and it starts wobbling. So yes, it clearly it did hit it. it.
1: Yeah, great. I mean I could and see it, that at home. So if you're gonna use so my point is if you can use it for this, use it for injuries, use it for the delay game, use it for everything to get the game right. And I know it's gonna slow the game down, but I don't know. It's it's not an easy thing to deal with, but if you're going to have it, have it. Or don't have it, don't have it. Don't Agreed.
0: Know. Well, so. Jason, so this is the beginning of the new year. We've got the yes. all-star break coming up. Yes. Uh, the, the the standings are really unique, uh, as we talked about on the last uh, podcast. <laughs> What's your hope for the uh, new year hockey world? Is there anything that's going to change radically in the next four or five months before the Stanley Cup? Is, it, uh, is there any team that you want to see break out and get into the playoffs? What are, your, what are your hopes for the new year? Well, my hope is that the Wings don't get screwed out of the first overall pick. That is for sure going to happen. Somehow I, and I Somehow it always
1: I, does. I got this bad feeling <laughs> that I was actually twi- tweeting with the Grind Time podcast uh, earlier that I have a sus- sneaky, sneaky suspicion we're going to drop to five. Now he said you can't drop. We can't drop lower than four. I said fine. We're going to drop to four because I just have this feeling we're going to get screwed again. Every year we drop in, drop in, in order in the pick in the lottery, and uh, you know, whatever. That's my first overall thing. That in April when they have the lottery uh, uh, drawing to see who goes first, I hope it's us, and Eisenman gets the pick of the litter and he can do what he wants to, to start rebuilding this team and uh you know his last year's pick more at cider that everybody kind of you know was like ha huh, ha huh, whatever the guy's leading the, the the world juniors in uh in in ice time right now and he's just piling up the the points and and the assists and everything the guy is going to be a beast and who is he playing for Germany oh wow That's yeah right so yeah so i i like the pick right off the bat and i i, I trust steve and i trust his uh as they are calling it the Iser plan um <laughs> and uh, you, know, you know, let's let's see what happens. Um, but I, I, I trust in him. He built a, a juggernaut, although they haven't had the cup success in Tampa. But they built a, he built a phenomenal team there, so I think he can do the same. Um, the other thing I want to see is I would like to see what happens with is Crosby going to come back from this injury this year? I mean, I, I, listen, you know, I despise the Penguins, despise the Penguins. with I, a I am aware
0: of that. I but understand I that that is thoroughly the case.
1: <laughs> thoroughly impressed beyond a, a shadow of doubt with this team, the way that they're, they're, they're injury after injury. And then they, you know, the, the star players go down and they're still maintaining wins and points. It's it's remarkable.
0: It's It, it has, you know, it's interesting because the other night when I was watching the, uh, maybe it was yesterday, when I was watching the, the Ducks-Golden Knights broadcast, whoever was doing it said, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury was the, one of the guys they left unprotected on the penguins he's one of the winningest goalies of all time he's helped yes, build I think this, this
1: franchise he
0: got his 454th win i think 455th and 55th, yeah. uh, and they said what does it say about the pittsburgh penguins that they're willing to let a guy like that go in the expansion draft and uh you know they were kind of talking about the franchise i said you guys every franchise should be built on that from the ground up and i said the reason that it works that way is because they don't Try to put all their eggs into the the star players basket. They put the, the the they put the emphasis on a system that can sub in and sub out different players at any given time. And that and that's where these teams have to look to different. They have to look to a different approach rather than saying, "Well, we have Artemi Panarin, so what we're going to do is we're going to have Panarin's either shooting or he's assisting, and you know going to play with him. and That's where we're going to get our goals." It has to be a system, and I don't think many of the teams. Work that way because they they don't use their farm system properly. And and interestingly, the Ducks is one of the teams, though they're doing very poorly, is one of the teams that I've seen that uses their their connection with the Gulls, you know, the San Diego Gulls to to really bolster their their young young guys as they bring them up and they bring them up for a little while, then they send them back down for a while. They work on this, they work on that, and they and maybe it's because it's only an hour and fifteen minute drive, but that's there's a system that. I think can allow you to have longevity, even when your star players are changing or you're going through the the pains of the of cap issues. Uh, it is it is impressive. I mean, Malkin has definitely stepped up. I will say that Getzels now out with a shoulder injury. So then you know they look to they're going to look to Tanev and uh, Glenchek, the the guy that came from uh, Phoenix. Those guys are going to step up now, and Patrick Hornquist is going to step up. And it's not like they're sitting there with no talent. They have loads of talent. But it's just the, the, the system is designed to sustain. I don't think Crosby will come back this year. I think he's going to have that sports hernia surgery that he had, which I've already talked about, is a, is mm-hmm. a total Pittsburgh thing. This is something that they fix a, some kind of weakness of the, of the groin fascia that isn't actually a true hernia. It's not a true uh, disruption of the, the abdominal wall. It's it's such a, an odd thing, but it seems to help the guys, but it, it is not an easy... You, know, you haven't had hernia surgery, have you? I had an inguinal hernia like 39 years ago. But yeah, but 39 years ago. Um, yeah, yeah so And that, I wasn't a professional hockey player at the time. No. I mean, this is this is like very painful surgery. It's in a very sensitive area. Um, and so I'd, I would be shocked if he
1: comes back this year. But if you're asking me what the one thing I really want to see for the new year... And even for this decade, I want to see Toronto win a cup. I want to see them win. First of all, let me back up a minute. I want to see them win a playoff series. That would be nice. I want to see them get past Boston, even if they have to do it. But I want to see Toronto win a playoff series. And that's it. I'm going to be a minimalist and go with that for right now. And then taking all my other Red Wings desires and wishes out of the equation. That's my one thing that I want to see right now. Can Toronto win the cup with the team they have right now? No. Why not? It's, it boils down to defense, and they don't have a good backup for, um, where am I blanking? Freddie, right now? Freddie Anderson. An- Freddie Anderson. Yeah, they don't, have, like, they don't have a good backup for Anderson. And he can't take the whole, the rest of these games, the rest of the season, and then expect him to be fresh for the playoffs. You can't do that to the guy. What they should do is they should make a trade for Jimmy Howard. Yep, that'd be a big okay? choice. And have Jimmy as the backup goalie. He's a solid goalie with a much better defense in front of him than he has in Detroit. He has playoff experience. And Toronto, if you're listening, you do this move, trade a pick if you have to. Trade, because Eisenman only cares about picks right now, in my opinion, and he wants to get that team built up again. But you trade for Jimmy Howard or a player like that for a backup goalie for Anderson, and you do it sooner than later, you're going be to be able to go pretty deep in the playoffs. That's my, that's my bit of advice to them. So, I don't know, man. That Boston team looks really tough. They do. I'm not questioning it. I'm just <laughs> simply saying you cannot expect that your number one goalie you're going to ride him the rest of the season for the next four months and expect him to be hunky-dory fresh for the next two months for a cup run. Can't do it. I don't know, man. I, I, agree,
0: do I agree with you, but I, I, I'm not sure. I, I think Boston's steamrolling everybody in that division.
1: Well, listen, that's what happened last year with Tampa. Look what happened to them. I don't, I don't care what happens in a regular season. I'm looking to what happens after the season ends and a new season begins because clearly we saw that last year. So that everything else is was meaningless and out the window. My point, my but my point is, is you can you can't set yourself up for failure, and I think if there's any Toronto fans listening, feel free to agree or disagree on our Instagram or Twitter, but you are not going to do anything unless you get get a good great backup goalie, and and one more solid even a even a solid third pair defenseman if you will. But second th- second pair defenseman would be would be ideal. Um, maybe even package him, Mike Green and and Jimmy Howard. You know, I mean, something just to, you know, Mike Green is, I don't think he's the right fit for the Wings. I never never thought he was coming over. Um, But I think for a team like Toronto, uh, I think that he'd be a good fit. And I think that Jimmy Howard, I think that would be an ideal situation. But that's just me. Who's going to win the Stanley Cup, Jason? Boston.
0: Oh. You think Boston, huh? Boston. I'm still sticking with the avalanche. Okay. All right, man. Well, it's a good little roundup. Let's, uh, we also. Please, uh,
1: please, Maple Leafs fans, reach out to us. I want to hear what you have to say. You're my second team. Come on. I, I, I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what your thoughts are. And, 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 you know, enough with the throwing the jerseys on the ice like you used to out of frustration, which I didn't have a problem with, uh, although you wasted your money buying a jersey. <laughs> Figure sure. out a plan and let's get this team over the hump this year. Because my team's out of it, so I'm I'm rooting for you guys now. So come on, let's right. go, let's, let's get it go get it going. Here, I want to hear what you have to say. I would love to see Toronto stop Boston.
0: That would be amazing. That would yeah. be a that would be a feat for. I mean, it's really,
1: it is an incredible team there in Boston this year. It's crazy. But coming do... up on 52 years, come on, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. You are due. You are overdue. 52 years,
0: 1967. Yikes. Yeah. I was born in 68. They have not had a cup in my lifetime. No. That is amazing. No. Well, it sounds like that you have just laid down the prescription for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And this is the Dr. Hockey Podcast signing off with your prescription for the NHL.
1: Thanks for listening to Dr. Hockey. Check out new episodes every Thursday and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or at PodcastOne.com.